0: Retired Army Paratrooper Corporal Dennis Ashby joins us today. Ashby was assigned to the Airborne Infantry and served the United States from 2004 to 2008. While serving his country in Iraq for five months, Ashby was cowardly ambushed by an IED which exploded only a few feet away. Ashby was wounded by shrapnel from his knees up to his head. He has endured over 40 er, 40 surgeries and and is awaiting more ashby was on 10 prescribed medicines per day to deal with these ailments and they are ranging from ptsd all the way to nerve pain ashby is now on zero prescribed medicines thanks to cannabis <laughs> that sounds great welcome dennis how are you I'll breathe so I can't complain. <laughs> that is always a good <laughs> I like your outlook, absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, uh, for coming on the show and uh, telling us about your uh, journey with cannabis. Um, let's talk about whenever um, you kind of first started here, let's talk about your ailments. First of all, thank you very much for serving our country. I echo that. Thank you so much. <clears throat> we owe... Uh, our uh, lives and, and much, much more um, to you and people like you. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Um, so let's let's go back to Iraq. Where were you at? Where were you stationed there?
1: Uh, Jerfa Sucker is forty miles southwest of Baghdad. <laughs>
0: okay. And you were um, in air, Airborne Infantry, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And so while you were there, you were, um, was this a a, a, a a normal situation for you? Were you just on a, a special operation or were you uh, deployed in the area? Tell us yeah,
1: about we that. we had a, uh, a patrol base in the area. We held it with 30 men. uh usually just a platoon and the combat zone. Uh, it was high stakes, tense all the time. Yeah, I, I lost several friends and and uh, several got injured and everything. It's a made it home though, thank God. Uh, I don't know uh, how else to go into that one. Uh, it was very stressful. We've seen a lot. We've done a lot each day. I mean, besides combat, just being overseas, you know, some of the things that, uh, trying to deal with a different culture and uh, respect and the fear and everything of every day is quite stressful. Right. And it still, still this day carry a lot of that around. Uh, so it wasn't too, too keen on Americans. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can only imagine you know,
2: the kind of welcome math that is laid out, you know? So like you said, it's more of a, you know, a culture shock. Um, so, And I'm sure that, you know, dealing with the PTSD and things like that. So, I mean, it didn't really just come from a physical aspect. It was, you know, it was kind of a whole health issue that kind of, you know, arose if
1: I'm hearing you correctly. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, just on the day to day, the same guy that could be shaking your hand in the morning and saying, you know, Mr. Mr., we love you. Uh, we love America. And the end of the evening after a firefight, you'd find him dead as one of the ones trying to get you, you know. So, like the stressful stress soldier, the everyday is pretty tough.
0: Yeah, constantly living in that in that situation of, <laughs> of, of you know, you're, you're, they're, they're There is no downtime. It doesn't seem like there would be anyway. Yeah. So that's got to do a lot to, uh, to the head and to the soul. That's for sure. Now. Uh, so while you were there, uh, you were physically injured.
1: Uh, Tell us about that day. I was dismounted I was on foot uh, an IED exploded the approximately six feet behind me uh, the right side of my body in the back took the brunt of it uh, I had a couple buddies got injured more severely than I did a buddy lost his life saving me another one lost his leg and uh, I'm top of getting blown up I didn't share this with you yet I, after I got the the blast went off my buddies tried to pull me out and help me out and uh, down power line hit me I was getting electrocuted too and uh, doctors told me though that's probably what saved my life was getting electrocuted because I lost a lot of blood <laughs> so, oh my gosh
0: alright um, yeah. so <laughs> from that point um, you were obviously uh, brought to the uh, back to the United States Um.
1: Well, not quite. I went from there to, I don't remember leaving really. Uh, I woke up in Longstool, Germany in the hospital there and then was brought back to the States.
2: Okay. Okay. And so, so as far as that, I mean, initially, I mean, how many, how long, how many surgeries did it take to kind of start this whole process of getting you back to health and, you know, about how long was it before you actually went home home?
1: Oh, shoot. Uh between uh, the first I'd say the first three months I couldn't do anything really but lay around uh, you know, I'm a combat soldier I, I didn't do very good when I first woke up they uh, wanted me to stay in the hospital but the moment the plane hit my my uh, duty station, I was in Fort Rich. I told them I was like, "Y'all ain't keep me in this hospital, and uh, I was full of holes." And somehow managed to stand up and threaten them. And they told me, "All right, well, we're gonna get you all your meds and machines and all that. We'll get you to your house." And cause mentally, I, I couldn't even stay in the hospital. I had lost my mind. Where I wanted to go hide in a hole. Yeah. As when I when I got injured, like I said, I I I remember. The blast kind of, I didn't remember a whole lot after. I remember getting electrocuted because every time I get electrocuted, it would bring me to, my eyes would open and I remember all that. And then I I blacked out again right when they got me off the chopper into the med, med, med facility. And uh, when I came to, you know, they, the psychiatrist and everything, they always explained it as combat mind is the last thing I remembered when I was conscious was fighting for my life and then I woke up in a little white quiet room in a hospital you know no sound no nothing and uh, I snapped and I lost it because when I came to you know I remember my buddies all being there I remembered that well I was out so long I don't remember how long I had brain image from it. But when I came to it was long enough that the Army Times had already released a story in the next paper and on the front page and learned my buddy was dead and all that and that really messed with my head so my PTSD yeah you know, it, it took a, a hard turn when I came to finding out all that stuff and then Yeah, you
2: woke up in, in a completely different world yeah yeah you know, yes. I, I just and having to process loss and your own injuries and things like i mean yeah. you, the mental exhaustion i can't imagine because yeah, like no way like yeah, you I said imagine you it. went from a high stress environment you know while you know serving right into waking up with complete you know shrapnel from head to toe from knees to toe or knees to to skull and learning about buddies being gone and things like that and being in a whole different country i mean i can't i can't even wrap my head around it so you know like i said it's a it's insane to me because the mental trauma seems to be just as bad as the physical
1: I would say the mental was harder for me to deal with than the physical, because right. the surgeries, you brought that up. I've never stopped having surgeries. I still, to this day, I got injured in uh, 2006, and I'm still having surgeries to this day. I've never stopped. I mean, its it seems like there's at least three or four a year and uh, some of them not so serious uh, just a few years ago I almost died I found out I had an aneurysm in my hip in the femoral artery where shrapnel hit it and almost died before I even found out I had it <laughs> wow uh, the third surgeries have never stopped so when it comes to the medications like you're talking about you know they've had me on so many for so so many years when i finally got off of them i literally carried a grocery bag in with nothing but pill bottles in it and sat it on the nurse's desk it was like i'm done
0: really they and did they expect you to do that no
1: Whenever? they weren't they weren't very happy about well, that. I can imagine. What it When it comes to doctors, no one ever seems to want you off meds. They think pills are the answer to everything, but I can speak as someone that has been on all those pills for years, that every pill has a side effect. They all make you feel groggy or withdrawals or crappy when you don't want to take them. And it's, I, I don't like it. i never preferred it. I, You know, especially the pain pills and any narcotics, the days you actually don't feel too bad. You're like, oh, I don't need none of that stuff. Well, you start feeling nauseated, you're sweating, you're getting cold chills, and I don't miss anything.
2: it, It becomes one of those choices that you don't really make a
1: decision on. At a certain point, yeah, it's, it's you're more have to take it. You don't even want to nor need it, but your body is telling you you have to, and that you know that's a hard thing to kick, even whether you want to or not. There are people out there, and I've met plenty of them that are not an addictive person at all. Get hurt, and then you know, the other pills, they can't get off them. Right, and it is a struggle, and I. I wish the government would you know step back a little bit on saying, you know, that's okay, but the cannabis is not and mm-hmm. one day, hopefully.
2: So from 2000, so how long were you on, you know, pharmaceuticals in that particular treatment?
1: I'd say till about two years ago. Okay. So from 2006 till 2018.
2: And if you don't mind to kind of let us know, you know, kind of i guess just let us in a little backstory as far as your journey with cannabis yeah um how did this come up when did
0: you smoke your first
1: well it started uh, when i first got out and came back to the lower 48 i had uh, been going to the doctor like we talked about and i just constant meds pills and i was getting nauseous all the time while well, i started talking to people and they recommended marijuana it wasn't legal anywhere at that time yet and so I was real cautious. I was real nervous, especially because I've got kids and all that. And uh, I, I tried it, and it definitely helped, especially with anxiety and some other things. And it got legalized in uh, Colorado. So I went ahead and moved to Colorado, so I didn't have to worry about the legal part and got it legally. And uh, up there, when I first started, it helped me. I wouldn't say it was a, it's a fast process to get off of meds and, and turn to a cannabis because, one, you know, a lot of people, when they take especially a narcotic, they're used to that buzz or, you know, their whole body feels completely different where cannabis it's not a narcotic. You're going to get the head change. You're going to get the high feeling, but it's not going to be as intense. And a a lot of people have a hard time going with that. Well, I didn't, that, that, I didn't like all the side effects of the pills. So when I got up there and I started smoking, and I did the straight medical. I didn't walk in there just like, oh, I want that one. I talked to everybody. I asked questions. I was like, you know, I need this for pain. It's important. I've got nerve damage and high, 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 high PTSD, my anxiety. Like, my starting to shake just my voice right now. I talked to them. They got me straightened out on a lot of what strains and other things can help and especially you know edibles for people who are don't want to smoke or any of that they really help me and they really help with the nauseous feeling from the pills too for me sure And and so
0: whenever you whenever you first started using it you were using it to battle the side effects of the medicine
1: Essentially, Yeah, because mainly at first, because I was on so many meds that, you know, you take that many pills, it's hard on your stomach. Yeah. And like everything I took was prescribed, nothing abused at all. And the amount of pills they had me taking, I was constantly nauseous. And that was the main reason at first I tried. Right. And it really helped the nausea. And the longer I used and the longer I got more into it, learning about it through the medical side, that there were strains that helped everything that you could use vape, wax, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different ways, and each one has its own benefit. It, you know, and when it finally started getting smarter on the medical side and listening to more, it really can help with nerve pain, headaches, uh, my dizziness. You know, there's some strains that with my TBI that it really does help me where I don't get dizzy so much. Absolutely. So you look it all helps it really helped me well and two you know
2: when you're talking about you know you mentioned the different method you know ingestion methods and that's something that we've talked about before i mean i'm a huge believer in layering because different methods have different purposes and benefits and i mean i love the fact that you went into it from that educational standpoint i mean i know that it was more i mean You had to, I mean, you were trying to save yourself, but were there any particular, you know, kind of in that early in that journey, were there any particular things like certain terpens that you found out that helped like with addiction and things like that? I've always found that like karyophylline really helps with those uh... things
1: what really more helped me with it was the the strength levels when it comes to addiction because the addiction part at least for me and the people I, I mainly spoke with it's not so much the the like the high you get from it as what you're expecting to feel you know like on a mental level mm-hmm. so going from a narcotic where you could take it and you get that euphoric kind of feeling where you know you took something strong and like that well it was to me it was find something to match that and you know each person's kind of different I've got buddies but edibles was what matched it for me I mean for them well what got it for me was the vaping the little higher THC level the stronger high mm-hmm. and it and it helped with the mental side of it and that's another thing too that a lot of people don't discuss you gotta want to you have to want to
0: yeah there's gotta be some form you know, of dedication and belief of yourself sure to be able to do it's just like a diet it's just like anything else if you want to better yourself you actually have to have some sort of dedication there is no magic thing that makes you
2: <laughs> well I, you know I, I always liken it to a relationship you have to meet the that, and you have to meet it halfway and sometimes yeah, even further
0: sure sure uh, but 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 you you have to put effort into
1: it mm-hmm Yes, because the biggest part for almost everybody is, is it's so easy just to fall back into go to the doctor and get some pills because they they are stronger and the, the cannabis. Easy. There are days, you know, I've got rods and plates and screws and everything in my neck and spine and all this, and there are days that even the the cannabis it, on its strongest levels they help, but you know it's not quite perfect. Well, sure. that's the thing you got to tell yourself is I'm never going to get perfect. I don't need to go take something stronger where I'm drooling or passing out and as long as I can get by, that's all I
2: need. Right. That sounds perfect to me. Well, and I, and I think you make it, you know, Dennis, I think you make another good point, too, is, it, you know, the other thing that makes it easier to go back is because, you know, sometimes you have someone in a white coat that sends you to Walgreens and you can get this and you're, you know, they they want you to
1: go get it. Oh, and yes! That's the biggest thing. They want you to go. I've had so many doctors when I tell them that I'm happy with the cannabis and stuff like that that they're like, "Oh no, no, no! That's we have an issue here." Do <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Wait, I don't understand that. You must do this. I understand I this, this either, because the salesperson told me how to understand it. <laughs> <thing> right?
1: <there. laughs> Sorry, not. You know, no, I'm not. If it had been legal first instead of meds, we'd be having the opposite conversation. I'm sure. Yeah.
2: You know? Right. Well, and I mean, yeah. and. So we're—I mean—outside of the methods of ingestion, um, were there any other things that really helped you? Were there any particular cannabinoids that you ran into? Any um, anything like that um, that you could kind of share with anyone? Or do you have a particular regimen that you kind of follow daily?
1: Yeah, what I usually do in the mornings is I stick to like a hybrid type. Is that with the PTSD, I can't do a, a sativa sure. a strong sativa or. It'll get me sweating and jittery and I, I get real anxious, but uh, indicas help real good with my pain and keep me calm at the same time. And of course, like anybody, not every strain or anything's the same. You know, each person I've learned is. You know, a lot of strains. They can say this will do this for you, and on a a general level, it will work. But everybody's gonna have to search and and find what is right for them, what strains. But right uh, in the mornings, I was sorry, I got rambling on there. Uh, Hybrids are always great for me because it doesn't give me the couch lock with a day to go and things to run around and take care of. Sure. In the evening time, when you know you have been doing stuff and running around, your pain levels are high. You're probably emotionally worked up like I get by the end of the day. I go to a vape or a wax when I'm real like a lot of pain or real stressed out and that will help mellow me calm me I can sit down and I'm not hurting real bad I can socialize with the family or friends and I can tell you 100% without cannabis I, I can't socialize I am a uh a loner and it's just from the, the side effects of the PCSD and anxiety and trying to be around people and
0: Right. I'm glad that you found something that. though to help you with that because there are so many people out there that kinda of give up or they'll go to the traditional medicine and you having that uh, you know that that mindset of no, I am gonna do this, I am going to accomplish this, no I am going to walk, no, I don't care if I have shrapnel all up all up right. in my body, you're letting me out of this hospital, that mindset that you have allowed you to find this. And that is awesome. I'm yeah. very happy for you.
1: No, I appreciate that. It ain't been an easy journey. I'll admit mean, I've had a, a few buddies that I serve with have committed suicide since we've been back, you know, is it was a, between the pain and the PTSD and the lost buddies and everything like it, is, it is, it is extremely hard to handle. And I, I think, Lord well, cannabis, I ain't gonna lie because without it, I, I don't know how I'd, I'd get through the day. I've had my old lady when I haven't had any before you know, and my anxiety and PTSD is up running, get me something, come back and like, hear it, smoke. <laughs> yeah. Right. So well, well, and, helpful. and as
2: much as I hate to say it, but it's something, especially in your, you know, in, with your story that has to be said that, you have to look at your treatment as long term, whether it come from a doctor or whether it come from a dispo or something like that. And I mean, this is something that you'll deal with forever. So do you yeah, want it's to it's add not, um, Do you want to add to PTSD side effects? I completely see where you're coming. You know, when you run out of those options and you're like, well, if this is forever for me, then I'm going to make it as comfortable for me as possible and effective. And to yeah. me, I, I I mean, I echo what James yeah. said is I, I love that you found that for yourself.
1: Yeah. but I, I'm glad you noticed because that is exactly why I got off all the meds and everything. because what it hit me one day when I was on Percocet 10s and I went into the doctor and I told him I said "Bud, these they're just not helping anymore and he told me he looked me right in the eyes he said yeah you're so messed up he said but you're so young if we go any higher by the time you're 40 or 50 no meds are going to work for you anymore and you're just going to hurt all the time when I left the doctor office that day I was like I have to find something better I can't be strung out my whole life getting on stronger and stronger and stronger pills there's got to be something and that's where cannabis really came into my life
2: Right. well and, and you know again I just I wish it had been you know like you had mentioned earlier I just wish it were one of those first options yeah um especially yeah. with the long-term I'm, care. I'm
1: glad that nowadays, though, it's coming more, coming around more where I've heard of more doctors recommending it and stuff. And I, I just, I wish on a federal level or more of a, I guess, medical level instead of government, uh, they would recommend it more yeah. and be more open to it because, you know, a while back I had surgery and they wanted me to go to a pain clinic because they put rods and everything in my neck. And the uh, pain clinic told me I couldn't go in there because I had my medical card. Oh, I, That's ridiculous. I, I, did, I did not give up my medical card. I turned down the pain clinic and he kept my medical card. So. Sure. What's, the, what's the oath? <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> my Lord.
2: Well, and I mean, well, I mean, again, I mean, because Dennis, because you're a survivor <laughs> and you're a fighter. I mean, like James said, you found that. But I mean, for you to go through what you went through to serve your country. You know, lose your buddies and things like that. That's what breaks my heart more than anything is having those doors shut when you get back. Hold on a second.
0: If, okay, I want, I want to ask somebody, I want to ask you this. I want to ask anybody, any listener out there, just take a second, take a freaking second and listen and think about this for a minute. Right. Okay. A doctor, a, a hospital, a hospital, if there's a drug addict, if there's somebody that's injured, if there's somebody that's been shot or their their arm is broken or something like that and they are on drugs, are you going to help them? Right. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna help them. You're gonna help them, but because somebody has a legal card in their pocket, right? You're not going to help them because it has cannabis, right? This pisses me off so much, right? You see it in my face right now, Josh. I'm so mad. This stuff right here pisses me off, and it's one of the reasons why I do what I do, and why I wake up every day and I think about people, patients, and people that need this this well, medical the medical community needs to accept this right or because this is not going away this needs to be accepted i don't care if the government accepts it or not they, right. this needs to be accepted by the medical community and those people need to educate themselves in this process if they want to help people sure period
2: well and dennis mentioned that too and i mean i think that you guys both make a great point on that is i could care less federally what's happening with it I want it to be accepted by the medical community. Me too. You know what I mean? I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm over waiting for that day to happen. And I know that it's somewhere in the future because like you said, James, it's not going anywhere. We've proven that. Yeah, We're not going anywhere. People like Dennis and ourselves, we're here for the good fight. But I agree with you guys and I love that you made that point that medically, that's where I want people to start opening their eyes. Because like James said, if you do take that Hippocratic Oath, you're there to help me in whatever I choose to medicate with. And Dennis, you have chosen and you've been on both sides. You've
1: seen what both sides do
2: and you've made your choice for your body
1: yes cause for the long run I mean, like I said just a second ago for the long run the medications aren't the answer it, it, they I and mean, you look at any old person that's been on their meds forever they'll tell you that just after a while they don't seem to do anything and the cannabis if you can get anybody off addicted things you can make them actually feel more comfortable in their home when they're not passing out or drooling or strung out on something absolutely I don't understand the problem with it We you live not a- non-addicted you're not hurting anyone yeah. you're, I'm, I just there's so many things and the pills how they throw them at you because that was my biggest thing you know for a long time I didn't even have to go to the doctor they mailed me 180 Percocets or whatever I was on and they'd just come into my mailbox I didn't even have to go nowhere they shot down they they shot down
2: delivery for cannabis for paraplegics in Oklahoma though
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like me, I, I'm starting to get where they don't want me driving and stuff because my brain damage. I've been getting dizzy and I forget sometimes what I'm doing and my brain stops. So, you know, I would love for someone else to be able to bring it to me or something like that. And I'm telling you, they just, I think what it is, is everybody in society's got the wrong idea because anytime I tell them I got my car, everyone looks at me like I'm just some crazy random stoner that wants to get high. Right. I just don't think enough people understand how much the medical side does help a lot of people. No, and
0: that you and know? that's
2: and that's why we want to talk to people
0: like you. And sure. and hopefully they'll listen to people like you.
1: Well,
2: and because you you, you didn't you weren't sitting around one day and seven eighty eight got passed and you just decided oh, to go and get high. Yeah. You got shrapnel oh, whoa, from whoa, your whoa. knees to your skull serving this country. Came back and were turned into an addict and had to find a choice that worked for you on your own. Yeah, that was not the journey you wanted to take
0: and then told to be, oh, why don't you go ahead and go along with the society that we've all made of ourselves and say that it's okay? you're just getting older. Just put these meds in you. It's okay. Just keep taking more medicine. You feel bad because you're getting older. It's normal. Right. That's our normal society. That's what our older people are doing. They're saying, Oh, my back hurts. Oh, I, I, I'm waking up. You know, I know I realize that we're talking about <laughs> someone that has been blown up with an IED. Right. But. This is ridiculous. We're in a society where we're we're where we're just like this this is flip flopped, man. This is right. this is insane.
2: Yeah, like I said, I mean it's very counterintuitive to, you know, like Dennis was saying, that if I know I'm gonna have to be on something and I see, you know, for a long period of time and I see this list of side effects and I don't see it on this side and I've got one thing that comes out of the earth and one thing that comes out of a lab to me it doesn't make sense to even really consider the other option so I agree with you it's just it's almost like we've been just programmed To kind, like I said, that white coat faith, and I know we talk about it on here a lot, but it's because it's a real thing. And if the guy in the white coat tells us that that's what we need, kind of even to our demise, we'll listen to him. And I'm kind of tired. You know, I love hearing your story, Dennis, but I'm I'm getting tired of hearing these stories. Yeah, I mean that's why I think the stories need to be heard. That's for sure. Sure, Um,
0: you know, whenever. we started getting into the uh, this industry and everything, and started hearing stories from people like you, Dennis. It changed us, and um, we we're able to see um, the light. <laughs> right. And, and and it's people like you that I mean, not only did you fight for our country physically and almost die, you lived for a reason. Okay. And I don't know if you've done anything special yet, or if that special thing has been happened yet. But if you are talking to somebody right now, I hope that you are. I hope that somebody listens to you. I hope that somebody has um, a need, and they are finding it right now from you. Right. Because you, <laughs> um, you're you're in a spot where you you can do something very special,
1: and uh, so. I hope I can help somebody definitely because you said a while ago, you know, the lab coats you kind know, of leads to our demise, you know, and because of. Me when I first got back and constantly being on strong painkillers and needing stronger and stronger, it led to me for a couple of years in a drug addiction. And I went from like I said, I talked to the doctors. they didn't want to up me. They knew I needed it, but they didn't want to up me because of the long run. So I tried to find my own thing, and it went down a bad road. And like it was all because of meds. It wasn't. I wasn't out trying to find something. I wasn't out just trying to cause trouble or get messed up. I was literally trying to help my pain and. Thank God for cannabis, because when it got legal in Colorado, that's when I was able to go up there and do the medical. And like I said, I got rid of my medications. There was no more drinking, no more drugs. I, I It helped every side get away from meds and medications and what the doctors led me to.
2: Well, and I'm glad you brought that back up because that's something I meant to bring up earlier. I mean, you physically uprooted your life and went to a different state where this was legal. I mean, and that's another thing. When people talk about this stigma and people say, well, Dennis has got his card and he's just wanting to get high. Nobody moves to Colorado to get high. (laughs) Just so we're clear, people pull up roots and leave because they're literally, their life is in shambles. Yes. Like this guy, I mean, I promise you. I mean, as someone who went to college before 788, <laughs> I didn't contemplate moving somewhere to go get high. You're not a super stoner? Not <laughs> ever once. No. Sup-
0: super stoner mover
2: guy? <laughs> so, I mean, that to me is a testament of what you were willing to do. I mean, and I know we've heard it throughout your entire story, but I mean, you literally, you want, you moved away to go to a place to do it legally.
1: Yeah, it's, it it really is like doing it when it was here illegally and how it helped and I couldn't afford it cuz the prices were you know when it was illegal and the the Stress of going to the person's house and getting it and freaking out the whole ride home and all that. So when it did come legal, I, yes, I took the first opportunity to get rid of all that negative, all that bad, and have something there that actually helped. Well,
2: because you are
1: really did suck because I had to, my son lived here in Oklahoma City and I had to leave and you know go up there where I didn't get seen as much just to be able to physically help. And that's why as soon as it was legal here, I ran straight back.
2: Well, I mean, because really, I mean, if you if you step back and look at it, you're taking a, a war veteran. Um who, who was bombed? Um, with PTSD and adding stress paranoia and anxiety just so he can get his medicine. And also making him feel like a criminal. That's what I mean. Someone, a hero.
0: Exactly a hero. Like, a you know, hero I
1: mean, to you're us. Making, him, a feel, soldier, like, making you're him feel like to a hold criminal. Your head high, but you're surrounded in a horrible area with that's bad bullshit. people. It does make you feel bad.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I mean. So, I mean, again, I mean, you, to me, you woke up, you know, after the IED, you woke up in a tiny white room and Honestly, you wanted to crawl into that dark hole. And in my opinion, the people that you were over there serving didn't return the favor when you wanted to crawl out of the dark hole. Yep.
1: No, I did. They did not in any way. No, it was pills down my throat 24 seven or lock myself in a mental institution. And that's neither of what I needed. It ended up causing me between the meds and the way I was treated. I ended up losing my first wife nine years. And it was because I got back. They, you know, one week they'd have me on pills that made me act this way. And they'd be like, oh, no, I think we need to try these. And they'd throw me on another pill and they would have a whole different effect. I'd act like a whole different person. And I went through that for probably six six nine months when I first got back new meds every day different personality every week and it was it was not easy for me especially mentally when if like if cannabis would have been around then I guarantee you it would have not have been near as much of a crazy ride for me and I've got other veteran buddies that they came back tried the meds went crazy just like I did tried cannabis and went back to being normal
2: right so I mean and, and technically and I'm not making a joke when I say this you can add divorce to the
1: side effects yeah. of the medicines oh, that yeah. you were uh, That's Not a joke. The, the medications, uh, you can ask my, ever <laughs> ran into, you know, when I first got back, I, I did have a hard time, but the medications made it all harder because, you know, they, they give you ones and it uh, it messes with these receptors in your brain. And they're like, oh, well, well this isn't how your personality must be, so we're going to change them. And they change your pills and now they start doing different things to so the receptors and it really changes your the way you speak, mm-hmm. the way you think, your habits, and every time you change your meds. I mean, you're just going through it all. I was and, yeah,
0: yeah. I was on this one medicine one time, I whenever I drove, I felt like the road was moving, I wasn't. Right. Treadmill, <laughs> like a treadmill.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? So but it was but normal. Was it was supposed meds. to be normal.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and well, and to, I mean, to me, like Dennis, I mean, his entire journey like, I hear all of the negative things that I grew up yes. hearing about cannabis. Your family will leave you. You know, you won't want to be around people right. and all this stuff. Yeah. And none of that in your life came from cannabis, not yeah. one of them. But they did no, come from no, something that a guy in a white coat was handing you.
1: Exactly. Cannabis has got me. I've got a beautiful, amazing woman now. She's pregnant. I, my son's in my life again. Congratulations. I, my life is it's all finally come back together after That's getting good. rid of all the other stuff. How old's your son? Uh, my oldest is 14, and I've got one that is uh, six months until it's here. That's <laughs> it's great. Three months pregnant, four months. Good wow.
2: for you. Wow, congratulations, man. That, there you, there that you, makes me absolutely happy. There's your miracle. <laughs> That's what you were here for.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when you said there been a miracle yet, I was thinking there's been two. <laughs> yeah. Man, that
2: warms my heart. Yeah, that's that's
0: awesome. Uh, yeah, man.
1: we found it for yeah, sure.
0: That's cool. That's that's very cool. I, I'm so happy that that you're able to, um, you know, find something that that lets you live um, like a like a person, like a person should, like you should, like you want to authentically, like you. Right. Is there something? That do, you, do you have? Uh, I mean, there's so many people out there that 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 suffer from PTSD and. But, um, you know, specifically, uh, uh, you know, maybe a maybe a war vet uh, that is struggling right now. Is there anything that you maybe might want to pass along a message?
1: Yeah, related to cannabis is uh, it It's worth the struggle of getting off everything that you've been on. It's it's worth the the time it, it's going to take to put in, because it will take time to get away from the meds and on to cannabis. And if you can, it's worth it. All the side effects are gone. My family, my friends, all have commented on it. Uh, your life will just get better. Put in the hard work. I mean, it's not that hard as cannabis, but put in the dedication and it'll all pay off in the long run. I guarantee it.
2: Well, we. I mean, it's we. Well said. Yeah, when we appreciate Dennison, you know something I said earlier that, you know, that was you know, and James touched on that was your miracle. Um, you know, yeah. having the baby, but I don't I don't wanna leave here today and not say something to your family that they have a miracle in you. Yeah. For sure. That's for sure. I mean they're very lucky to have you in their lives because I mean we need people like out you that in the cannabis community, but kids need parents like you and wives need husband husbands like Our you. The world mean, needs people like you. Fighters, uh, man. And it's your 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 story is very inspiring to us here. You're so. a
0: can do person and it makes other people want to do good things and just hearing your voice makes you know it motivates me yeah like like josh says it's very inspirational
2: you know we we kind of always you know james and i kind of always operate under the fact that we've got a fire lit under our ass you know when we wake up every day that Mm -hmm. you know that flame goes up and down but i just i want to thank you for pouring gas on it today
1: for sure absolutely i hope my story helps out and i hope it helps you guys there too
0: yeah i i think it will and and you know um, do you? Are you? Um, I, I want to talk about your future. I mean, you know, what what do you got? What do you? What, what what you got? What do you have going on? Are you? Are you uh, taking it easy right now? and just enjoying uh, at your the life.
1: Moment, actually, I actually I just moved. Uh, I don't know a soul here. Um, I've been trying to find something to do, but uh, it's kind of hard. I don't I don't know anyone. I don't know any veterans. I don't I, I have, I've tried going around and getting some trimming jobs. I'm actually just sitting here wasting away as a retired vet each day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, you live out Well, you live in Shawnee, Oklahoma, don't you? Yeah living in Shawnee well, I hate to give out your town but I live there too yeah we both do you may have to yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah I hey, think you guys got my contact number and I'm totally willing to help out with the cause uh, okay no man calls. that's, wow, that's man. great yeah, I, we'll I was connect, gonna say we'll I think
2: next. we can definitely yeah. help keep you busy from time to time for yeah, sure man. for sure alright guys there won't be no complaints from my side yeah well Dennis thank you again man thank you for your service thank you for your story um I mean I I really I really want to say that and I mean that wholeheartedly um thank you for your advocacy um and congratulations on the little one um all the best to your family and all those vets out there thank you guys for doing what you do um please reach out to us if there's ever anything that you guys knew you know need someone to talk to reach out to the show um we're always here um yeah. we love you guys james as always it's a blast being on the show with you love you Bub. yeah you too man and
0: and and um, you know, messages on Instagram, you can direct messages or Facebook, reach um, out, please reach out to us. Um, there are so many stores out uh, stories out there. We know, um, but, um, and we want to get, uh, people heard. So, uh, just let us know. And, 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 also, Hey, we
2: take critiques, let us know what you think. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, absolutely. I've got tough skin. You can say whatever you want about me. And <laughs> definitely James. Go crazy.
0: But I do want to let you guys know. Here's something there is something very, very, very simple that you can do to support the show. You can share on social media. That's real easy. Right. Um, you can give us a review. Um, you can go on our Facebook page, leave us a review. You can um, – pretty soon we've got a website com- a nice website coming um, where you can leave us a review. Um, just if, if you would just do that for us, it costs you nothing. Sure. And then, you know, subscribe. After you listen, if you like us, hit subscribe. Yep. We're on iTunes, Spotify. We're YouTube. So, you know, people can um, – stream us um, in their store some of the, some of us are some dispensaries
2: are streaming us now sure. which is great. Yeah. Share it to people in need. I mean if you know someone that needs to hear it or if you need to hear it I mean by all means get it to them and that's why we've got those platforms. We want to make it available for everybody out there. Right. Dennis, thank you
0: so much for coming on the show man.
2: Thank you Dennis and thanks for your service again man.
0: Alright. Well, this, pod, this podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered medical advice we will see you
2: next time on the show Josh I want to say happy anniversary to my beautiful wife four of the best years of my life thanks babe I love you and congrats thanks man